0: Hello, I'm Ashley. And I'm Allie. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to the Rainy Day Smut Brigade, the weekly podcast where we read a spicy book and dissect all the juicy parts. Before we get into anything, we want to remind you that this podcast is for mature audiences only. Let's get started, you nasties. Ew.
1: The book for this week is Nine Rules to Break When Romancing a Rake by Sarah McLean, a Regency novel set in London. This was a time in England when women were limited in their personal activities. Activities and legally controlled by the men around them. <laughs> but the three of us haven't experienced anything close to Regency-era patriarchy. We have experienced the patriarchy on a basic level, but also through the highly criticized purity culture that existed during our formative years. And, buddy,
0: was it humiliating? <laughs> <laughs> I believe part of this podcast is us taking back our sexuality from that and how we grew up, owning it. Openly, despite what we were led to believe by patriarchal authority in the Baptist church and other denominations, it's not just Baptist. Another way to heal from this shit is to make fun of it, and we are going to do that by telling our most cringe-worthy purity culture stories. And we hope many of you out there can relate to us in some way or another. Callie, our main character this week, certainly could. I'll go first. Okay.
1: My story is from my husband and I. We met in high school. We've been together since we were 14. And although we had met in high school, we really met on, did y'all go on like youth fall retreat church outings like Did in I October ever, yeah yes. okay so like every October your yeah. church you got in a bus and drove up to the mountains mm-hmm. and yeah spent the weekend so my husband and I went on a fall retreat and fell in love that's where we met each other and the next year we went back together so we've been together for about a year at this point I knows each other everyone knows, knew that we were dating and knew that we've been dating for a year and that we were pretty good kids right I mean we weren't like you're like literally on a youth group trip. we're literally <laughs> on a church youth group I got pulled on day two So we get there like Thursday or Friday, like day two, I got pulled out of worship service and I got taken into the side room and I was told by... I remember a couple, it was a couple adults, like maybe a woman, two women and a man or something that they were very disappointed in my behavior and I had no idea where it was going and they made me just feel like utter crap. And I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell have I done? What have I done? Because in that moment, I didn't do anything wrong because I, you just automatically assume you've done something wrong. wrong. And they were like, last night at dinner, Martin is left-handed. I am right-handed. So he sat on my left side and we held our hands at the table. And he ate with his left hand and I ate with my right hand. Mm. So we were holding hands at dinner. You were being a whore. I was being a whore. Mm-hmm. And they, they weren't going to mention it. But during worship service, which is time for the Lord, he put his arm around my shoulder and just like pulled me in a little mm-hmm. bit. And he grabbed my hand and we held hands for like a song or two. And they were just, now. keep in mind, did they pull Martin aside? I side? was going to say, how dare you be the only how, one right, who did it. Exactly. Did they pull Martin aside? No. Did they talk to Martin? No. But I got pulled aside and I look back on it now because then I felt so ashamed. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, Jesus hates me. I can't hold my boyfriend's hand. (laughs) Like, what was I thinking? And I want to slap my 15 year old self sometimes. Mm -hmm. But also I'm really pissed because it was immediately my fault. Right. Yeah. There was no question. It wasn't like, hey, y'all. It's not like he was grabbing my ass. Come on.
0: Yeah. Perfectly innocent behavior.
1: Yeah. He just held my hand at dinner and then I was like, we took it way too far with worship service. Yeah, it's But at the end, they handed out little diplomas to everyone, like little, almost like when you're a senior in high school and you get superlatives. Like you get all your superlatives. So everybody got a superlative. And Martin and I got the superlative that said, most likely devastated if ever separated. That was our superlative. Because we were constantly sitting next to each other. And we went the next year. So we got three years in a row. And it was a running joke because we were still together, obviously. Like y'all can't sit together. Y'all can't sit together. Y'all can't walk around together. I could walk around with any other guys. Like if I wanted to walk from one activity to another, with another guy it was fine or he could walk with any girls but they didn't want us together because we were dating and mm. god forbid when we walk the 15 feet from this cabin to this cabin we're going to somehow roll around in the leaves and hold hands mm. in a naughty way that
2: would be bad naughty the lord didn't create sex not at all that was bad that was the devil
1: the devil especially holding hands oh my god i know i was a whore and that i had is, a lot of shame from
2: that i will say it is
0: so slutty
2: so slutty like that i when you get in trouble for things like that, then you're like, I can't do it anything and then that is where you get these people who then don't know how to go on and be in healthy relationships because they feel like they're living in shame because they've been taught for so long that this is a shameful act so then it's like then you're not prepared to be in a relationship in a healthy way then you're not ready to be in a marriage in a healthy way so it's very frustrating yeah what about you Allie okay I have two stories we can edit out whatever but the first thing that popped in my head but this wasn't purity culture this was just like gross. In my head now, it's so cringy just to think about that I did it. So I was a part of this group in college, this like college ministry group. And we would spend the summers, we'd spend two months, we would work during the day. And then at night, we'd have like discipleship training, D groups, like all of those very catchphrase very Christian cool. Group. Yeah, I so will say cool. like those summers were like some of the most fun summers right. of my life because I was with my friends and we were doing fun stuff and we were by ourselves. But also looking back now, I'm like, oh gosh, it was so culty. It was so culty, but... On Saturdays, we would do this thing called beach evangelism. This is so cringy. Oh god, it's I can. So, I, I,
0: it's, I'm about oh. to freak out. Ah.
1: So preface that we don't know what this, we don't know what each other's story is. So Ashley and I are just looking at each other like,
2: oh God. It's making me sweat right now. Just like thinking, (laughs) remembering having to do this. So we would go and that morning as a group, we would learn about like how to do evangelism. And then we would take what we learned. We would pair up in partners and go out and we would walk up to random people who are just trying to enjoy their fucking vacations and we would have to talk to them. And see if we could get them pulled into a conversation where we could present the gospel. Like, we had a whole little th- a diagram that we could draw in the sand. Reminds me and a lot of the Mormon church. Yeah. Their and, like, opens. the go-to thing for girls was they're, like, a really great opener if you see some girls are, like, Hey, I like your bathing suit. Where'd you get the bathing suit? And <gasps> so we would go up to these girls and be like, Hey, I really like your bathing suit. It's so cute. Where'd you get it? And then we would try and steer the conversation where, like, we would get into it. And then we'd be like, can I talk to you about something real quick? Something that's, like, Uh, really heavy on my heart. Oh, Oh. all the little catchphrases. Oh, Oh, gosh, it's so painful. But I hated it, even when I was, like, apart. Like, I hated that aspect. And I never thought it was, like, very effective anyways. It's not. No, yeah. And so I would do whatever I could to avoid doing it. I'd be like, no one really wanted to talk to me. I couldn't get anybody. And I would just walk, like, I wouldn't. (laughs) So let me ask you this. What was the dress code? Because there's always a dress that code. That was my second story. That's my second story. Because okay, okay. that was the first thing that popped in my head. And I was like, no, that's not purity culture. That's just creepy evan- evangelical behavior of like, Which we, I think- we have to save every person. And that means we should invade their personal space. Personal space, And what we have to say trumps their like feeling of being by themselves on vacation. Like, what we have to say is more important than them resting mm-hmm. and just having fun on the beach.
0: Well, when it comes to their souls at like right. for all eternity. Yeah. You can't, what yeah. are you going to do? If you if someone was in a burning building, Allie, would you go in and, Let and them save burn. them?
2: <laughs> yeah. So one year My first year That I did it There was a dress code Of course The girls was much more I will say There was technically One for the guys too But it was very like stupid But for the girls It was like You can't wear Spaghetti straps Your shorts Have to be Shoulders Fingertip, fingertip length One piece bathing suits All that stuff
1: Yeah let me um, tell you All I have to do Is sh- show my husband My shoulder and
2: Yeah I just really Done yeah. Done for And so My first year there I It's really Especially back In 2000 2008, it was really hard to find longer length shorts Mm -hmm. because that was the style was like booty shorts. It was early 2000s. Hollister and Abercrombie. Yeah. And so I had a pair of shorts that were not technically fingertip length, but they had a longer inseam. So they did look longer, but they were really cute. And so I was like, I'm just going to wear these. And so I was out there and one of the leaders who I was like close with, she came up to me and she was like, oh, I love those shorts. Those are super cute. And I, in my stupid night, I was like, oh, thanks. I love them. And I was like, oh, they're not tech. Because I'm a rebel, like, in the Christian group. I'm like, they're not technically fingertip length. But don't tell anyone. And she's a freaking leader. And I said that to her. I was like, but it doesn't matter. And then she was like, actually, I'm going to have to ask you to go to your room and change if they're not fingertip length. I was like, you just told me you liked them. So you didn't even know. And I was like, that is the stupidest thing. What is the difference? You said that they were good. And then once they're not fingertip length, they're automatically bad. And so I went up and I changed and I was just like railing. I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It doesn't even matter. And like, I think back and I was like, I was so brainwashed that even when I had those like thoughts and feelings I eventually came to like I guess they're right oh, like, yeah. I, oh, I know. and then you're like you like feel bad because you're like oh, I don't want people to sin but then you realize if a man is sinning because he's just looking at your legs then it doesn't matter what you wear like nothing is going to stop that person from thinking that Totally agree. so I'll get off my soapbox because I could go for days stay but. <laughs> on the soapbox we your soapboxes. that's what we're here for
1: but I have changed my thoughts and feelings I think we've all been in that situation or at least i know i think the three of us have been in that situation i'm sure a lot of other people where you are just policed for what you wear Mm -hmm. it's completely innocent and in no way shape or form provocative
2: it's just
0: i i'm a little bit the opposite i was the purity police oh yeah yeah you were
2: you are a rule follower
0: yes i read the book Every Young Man's Battle. I told... (laughs) 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 Wait, I don't know about this book. It's basically a book that talks about lust... Uh Uh, pornography masturbation and how all of that is terrible which horrible things masturbation is fine yeah
2: i was gonna say we can one day i would love to have the conversation around porn i think it's a really nuanced conversation and it is yeah like a really important conversation to have but i would
0: agree but you couldn't like masturbate right yeah that's sinning sinning you're gonna wank it off eventually (laughs) chafe it go blind You're going to get addicted to it. You will die. You will die. (laughs) I read this book and then I think it had a chapter about it. There's this thing called, and maybe some of our listeners don't understand called bouncing your eyes, where the book instructed guys to, if they saw a woman dressed inappropriately to bounce their eyes. So they would see it and immediately bounce their eyes away. (laughs) I love the (laughs) little demonstration
1: you just gave us. That was perfect.
0: Y'all can't see me, but it's basically you look really quickly. We'll make Ashley act it out for Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Bouncing the eyes. You see it. And then you like, Boing, and look the other direction and don't look at the woman so that was that i went through a phase where i would only wear baggy clothes because i was scared of causing my brothers in christ to sin and you are so holy I'm <laughs> let me tell you ashley
1: is the sweet one of our
0: group no, you're the sweet one of the group, Hannah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just happen to be more, more cultish in my or thinking. Probably less of a rebel. I think I would tell on myself, and I would like to say that my parents didn't necessarily instill this deeply into me. It was the culture. Mm-hmm. It was me reading books. I'm. I was all in. I would walk by girls, other girls, and if their shirts were too low, I'd yank them up. Like girls I knew. <laughs> or if their belly was showing, I would pull it down. And if they ever caught me with anything that was remotely revealing, they would give me hell. You deserved it. I deserved it. I I have apologized. I have apologized. I feel so stupid. As a chaperone, I had to do that. Now I look back and I feel so stupid. I just feel so dumb being a part of that. Another thing was I was on a, some people may know what these are. We had these things called human videos. No, I don't know what that is. I'm scared. If you got more into the Pentecostal Assembly of God side, which I was not denominational but I had friends. I was part of a drama team that was... (laughs) You were a part of a
2: drama. You would.
0: Yeah, that we would go around and minister with human videos. And a human video is (laughs) basically a music video live. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of them would (laughs) involve... I would be the demon a lot of times because i do a really good demon face. I actually acted out the devil in a similar thing one time <laughs> for a oh skit God. for
2: Young Life.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like that. Oh, Young Life. Oh, that term just brought so many
0: <laughs> traumas back to the front. I would be the devilish, satanist figure we had a car accident scene where one of us went to heaven i think the other one went to hell possibly that place that definitely exists hell yeah <laughs> that is, the bible definitely talks the about loving it. lord of the universe <laughs> tortures people in yeah we've learned a lot in our deconstructing (laughs) anyway we had a big show and i was instructed to give i don't know if anybody remembers rebecca saint james Mm -hmm. she was a singer y'all can go look her up there's a song called wait for me it's Mm -hmm. a song to her future husband asking him to wait for her and so we had a human video to that song (laughs) (laughs) did you simulate sex in that video by dancing (laughs) sex was the dancing together Mm -hmm. before that human video I was asked to talk give a talk And I went out there and gave this whole spiel about why you should not have sex. And I told these people in the audience, these girls who hadn't had sex. I was like, people make fun of you for not having sex. I said, you can look at them and say, I have something you will never get back. No, that's so wrong. I hate that idea. (laughs) But I had heard it yeah. from something else.
2: I was going to say, all we were doing was just regurgitating things. Regurgitating. That we
0: and I had such, oh, I remember my mom walked in and I was going, I was holding this boy's hand and my mom walked in and so I bit him in the hand <laughs> because I didn't want her to think I was holding his hand.
1: And that was the rational next step. I just <laughs> bit his hand. I feel like that would be more sexual in some yeah.
0: respects. Ugh. Oh. Anyway. I'm dying. I'm so embarrassed. So I'm the perpetrator's and the victim at the same time. <laughs> I would have You been, were in this cycle. I would have been on the two of you. I would have been like Hannah, quit holding hands with your boyfriend. Y'all are going to break up one day. You're not going to be together forever. And you're wasting your heart on this guy. You're giving a part of your heart away by dating him. I didn't even believe in dating.
1: Did you believe in like courtship straight to marriage?
0: Yes. Oh God! Really? You mm-hmm. were really with chaperones? Yeah. Until I turned seventeen, and I liked this guy. And I was like, I'm gonna date him. <laughs> and I left the drama team because they had a rule like you couldn't date until you were eighteen. So I left the drama team. I was like, Fuck y'all! I'm out of here. I wanna took that one guy for I'll your date senses. This boy, I want some kisses that I don't really like that much. I wouldn't kiss him for a long time.
2: <laughs> I kissed Martin before we started dating.
1: <gasps> <gasps>
0: <sighs>
2: oh. oh that that just made me think and it doesn't it's not a sh- parallel line at all but on that same summer thing they at the very beginning they would split the guys and girls up and they would give a talk to the girls about the boy talk was lust is bad and you need to watch yourselves and don't look at the girls and blah 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 treat them blah 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 but the, the warning for us was as girls we shouldn't get too close we shouldn't like lay on the bed and cuddle together with, because other, girls. That, with other girls because that's how lesbian feelings oh develop gosh. when girls are too vulnerable and are physically touching each other that would be the worst thing that could
0: happen i've never heard that shit before until so you said it
1: i'll be honest so i come from a very small town i went to a very small private school like there were 36 people in my graduating class i think i didn't even really know about the lgbtq world
0: yeah you won't you wouldn't if you weren't no, exposed to not it not at
1: all every now and then it was like yeah there are some men that have kissed a man or you, a, woman you didn't kissed watch, a woman
0: you didn't watch but, will and Grace? I
1: didn't know. I had no <laughs> idea what that concept was. I yes, Will and Grace parents, I love Willy My Grace. parents watched. I it was raised on The Rent, but play, I did not. Soundtrack. I did not know any of that until I was older. It wasn't that my parents hid it. And I, I want to preface this: none of my purity journey was because my parents ingrained it in me. I think yeah, similar same, to yours. Same for my me. My parents too. actually yeah. were very open. Like if I ever had a question about something, they were one hundred percent open mm-hmm. to answering any and all questions I had. It was this people I surrounded myself with in the church mm. that ingrained this idea with me. And I don't fault my parents for taking me to church because that was well, was normal or whatever.
0: And I don't think there's anything wrong right. with going to I church. Don't think I think that you just need to be careful. Yeah. Where well. you go
1: and what they say and the people you surround yourself with. And... I fell into that, I have to be this perfect church girl. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even let those thoughts enter my brain at all. At all. The first time I'd ever even seen a girl kiss a girl was I was at a sleepover, and someone, someone's brother was watching the Howard Stern show. And I do not know what that was. And two girls kissed, and I was like, <gasps>
0: Ooh,
1: The oh horror. I know. Because I hate that. I hate that that's what I went through, mm-hmm. making a point to – To change that narrative with my own children.
0: I I really do... Regret a lot of The stuff I did But at the same time I was a child Yeah Yeah. I was a child I almost I think once I got married I started like Stepping away from Mm -hmm. that When I got married at 19 So very young I started stepping away from that And a lot of that Stuff affected my marriage Yeah
1: I think it affects A lot of people's marriage On a different aspect But also I was ingrained with Don't be sexy Don't be this Don't be that Don't be anything I didn't have any I didn't know how to like Do sexy lingerie or anything like that and then all of a sudden you get married and it's like the switch is supposed to flip and you're supposed to be this perfectly sexy Mm -hmm. and willing and amazing you know partner but then you have all this shame ingrained in your brain yeah
0: you're supposed to become a slut as soon as you get married slutty like yeah all the time so super horny and that's fine and it's
1: so hard to like to make your brain think this is okay now you've for years Mm -hmm. you've been taught that it's not yeah. Right.
0: And that's why it just it pisses me off. I wish I'd have had sex before I got married with Michael. Uh, <laughs> not with anybody else. Not with anyone else. Uh, Michael, if I, you're listening, I would have been less, the only scared. One less scared. Less <laughs> scared. But I just, I feel like a lot of this has to do with men in control. And I fucking hate that. Hate it. They suck. These religious. Ugh, the SBC just makes me so angry. I don't, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> before we
2: go and we rail on about the SBC. We ha- we want to make sure that we are sticking it to the man no matter what. Yeah. But right now, we're going to let the rake stick it to us. But before we do that, we want to ask if you have enjoyed our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review and share us with your friends, <laughs> your family.
0: <laughs> like, it maybe will not. help us your a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah. Make your mom listen. Also, we have some exciting news. Soon we will be releasing our first bonus episode. It will be available on Patreon or Apple Podcast subscriptions. We will be announcing that episode on our Instagram shortly. It will be an excellent way to support us while also providing yourself with more of the juicy yet humorous entertainment. We feel privileged to bestow upon you gentle people. (laughs) Ashley wrote that. (laughs) We know we're the highlight of your week. Now let's take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: All right, we're back. Before we get into the book, we want to tell you a little about Sarah McLean. I went to her web page, and the words that I read were immediately in my face. I write books; they're smooching in them. <laughs> Yes, your to- honesty. Direct. I love it. It also says she is a New York Times, Washington Post, and USA Today best-selling author of more than 14 historical romance novels. She's sold over two million copies and her books have been translated into 20 languages. She considers herself a leading feminist advocate for the romance genre. She was the author of the monthly romance column for the Washington Post and is currently the co-host of the podcast Faded Mates. It's also a weekly podcast focuses on the romance genre it's actually the most listened to romance podcast in the country so we're basically right beneath her That's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Before we start, we've decided to change our formatting a bit. So instead of taking you through the book and talking about it as we go, we are going to do a quick summary of the book and then ask each other random questions. A discussion which will be sure to go off the rails, but we know from your feedback that's what you love about us. (laughs) We're amazing. We heard you and we are listening, much like the beloved Fraser Crane. Our book starts. <laughs> You're dating yourself a little bit there. I tried to hold it in. I was like, mm. <laughs> I'm Fraser Crane. <laughs> I would like to say, if you look at the analytics, our audiences are. that's probably true. Some of the young ones are going to be like, what? It's Fraser. It's Fraser. (laughs) Our book starts with a young Calpurnia Hartwell, the sister of an earl who is forlorn because she wants to marry for love but Mm. no one seems to want her for anything other than her huge dowry the only man she seems to have an eye for is the notorious rake gabriel saint john marquis of ralston after years of pining and with the upcoming nuptials of her little sister Callie decides she is tired of being a wallflower and takes matters into her own hands. She's going to be adventurous, be assertive, do things that men get to do that she can't. And this bitch makes a list of things she's going to do. Chloe Brown would certainly cheer her on.
1: I was about to say she's a old time Chloe Brown. Oh, we do apparently
2: like a character that makes a list
0: because <laughs> we would not. you <laughs> might as long
2: as I'm medicated. I do have to make a list if i want to get things done. this is true I, I have, have to remind myself to do, do it yeah.
0: it's <laughs> bad so number one kiss someone passionately which she does that night heading to ralston's london home up to his chambers and asking him for a kiss
2: scandalous
0: i know and that part
2: felt a little odd to me honestly it was
0: unrealistic but yeah we had to get something started. Get it started. She's very passionate. Like if you look at the book she's reading, so it makes sense. I guess that she would do that.
1: She would just be like, "I'm ready. I'm done." And uh, she had just, I'm 27. I'm old. Yeah, uh, she was yeah.
0: had been drinking. She'd been drinking mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, and she heard her sister having a conversation with her fiance about how oh, she wasn't right. assertive. She was passive. a bit. She, just, she was a little bit just
1: jealous of being the older sister, but not getting to experience yeah. that. So she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going up
0: there and I'm getting a smooch from the my paramour. The love I've been pining for, my infatuation. And Ralston, he certainly does show her what passionate kissing is. So she can check that off her list. I did like the kissing scene right there. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. It was good. He's a very passionate man. Mm-hmm. Two on her list was smoke a cheroot. And drinks scotch. Chirrut is basically a cigar. Drinking of scotch, she does by herself. She hates it, and that is dumb. Scotch is the freaking best. I love scotch. Okay. But it is an acquired taste. That first time you have
2: scotch, it is. I hate scotch. It makes you go, Ooh. A
0: scotch with Splenda? I'm sorry,
2: what? I've never put Splenda in my scotch. That's an <laughs> office reference. Uh,
0: well, I was like, wait a second, what? <laughs> he goes, is he, put, he put some Splenda? <laughs> I I don't remember. She ends up smoking a cheroot with her brother, Benedict. Can we? Dickie. (laughs) This man's name, the whole time I think, I thought the narrator was just pronouncing it wrong. It's Benedict. But no, I have the physical book. It's Benedict. It's Benedict. Benedict. Why?
2: And. I don't know. And they totally missed the opportunity when she calls him by his nickname, Benny.
0: Why the hell didn't she call him Dickie? It's Uh, right there. I'd be calling him Dickie. (laughs) Come here, Dickie. Brother. (laughs) 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 Picky. <laughs> 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 anyway, she smokes the cheroot with her brother after he scolds her for going out to Which a public Which will house. make your
2: stomach just hurt. Oh, man. It, it will cheroot. upset your stomach. Yeah. I've never done that either. I'm such a good girl.
0: I mm-hmm. smoke, it's like a little bit of a cigar, but I've never smoked a cheroot. Yeah.
2: I think stuff like that. It hurts my tummy. And I've heard that from a lot of people.
0: Number three on her list is ride astride, which she does with Ralston in her bed. I did kind of like I wanted her to ride an actual fucking horse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I liked that he was like ride astride right here. But I also wanted her to ride a fucking horse. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will at some point. He'll take her out.
0: Maybe they will do it on the horse. Ooh.
2: That poor horse.
0: I don't know. <laughs> have you ever read <laughs> a book where they do it on a horse?
2: No. I I've have. read read a book where they do stuff on the horse while they're riding like
0: he she's mm-hmm. in his lap and like yeah. they're, she's facing him and as the horse is bouncing up and down so yeah
2: like a washing machine washing yeah but way
0: more intense I- let the horse do the work i have been thrown off a horse oh that's <laughs> I've never done mm-hmm. anything on a horse oh my god i'm so sorry that sounds traumatic for you it was it did hurt a little bit number four fence she wants to get a little sword play on of a different sort five attend a duel six Fire a pistol. Seven. Gamble at a gentleman's club. 8. Dance every dance at a ball because she hasn't been dancing because she's a wallflower. And 9. Be considered beautiful. Let it suffice to say that Callie does all of this shit and she does it with the aid of Ralston, the object of a 10-year infatuation. Along the way, she's fondled, she's fingered, eaten out, and thoroughly ruined Mm. by Gabriel St. John. Mm. And after this ruination, Gabriel proposes marriage. She objects at first because she does not believe he could ever love her, but agrees. Once he reveals his tragic past And promises to try That's the night Callie rides astride stride For the first time <laughs> Oh look at what it's you that, did there It's actually the next morning but Because <laughs> he stays over in this Regency romance, the man mm. stayed over. How dare he? Oh my god. Ooh. Some shit happens with a guy I will call Oxfart, and Callie leaves <gasps> Ralston in tears, thinking he just played her because of a stupid wager, which reminded me of how to lose a guy in 10 days. Mm-hmm. What it reminded me of. That's all you really need to know about that. Ralston calls Oxfart out, and they duel. Callie shows up to the duel, distracting Ralston and getting him shot. He declares his love. No, and-
2: she didn't distract him. He he dove in front of the bullet well, because what I yeah he wasn't distracted, but he knew that the guy was going to shoot wide, and oh, she was coming in. She from was wide. coming in from the wide angle, so he wasn't distracted. He was purposely. He's like, I'm going to protect shot. you. Yeah, I didn't know how to put
0: that, <laughs> but thank you for your you gave me the words. Thank you. He declares his love, and it says, "Tis but a flesh wound," <sighs> and of course, my brain went to Monty Python. And that night, his arms and legs cut off. <laughs> I
2: uh-huh. do feel like this book, there were lots of other times where I was like, I've seen something like that before.
0: I That reminds <laughs> me of this. That reminds me of this different thing. That reminds me of this. They get married with a special license and I'm assuming she becomes a baby making machine or dies a tragic death somehow because oh. it's the Regency era because that's where my mind always goes with these novels. Okay, so I have a list of questions. So my question to you too, if you could change anything about this book, what would it be so I wanted
1: just from a a reader standpoint this doesn't really have a lot to do with the smut but i really wanted her brother to be more protective mm-hmm. and i just felt that wasn't realistic like really i wanted for that time i wanted him to be more like on her and not so accepting and then that he's i punched you after he was like ralston's i had of your sister he gave him a punch and then it was like all right if you love her go find her she's in the other room yeah. and i was like Ugh. i didn't like that i wanted there to be that older brother who was like I'm going to protect you no matter what. But just because in
2: that era I felt like I that's I did what it is. like his their relationship in the sense that he knew who she was yes, and he like was that. like willing to help her get there. I don't think he was willing to do enough personally. There were times where I was like you could help her shoot a gun. Like just go out on your property. You're a freaking earl. Like you've got it. property and you've got a gun. Take her out there and let her shoot a gun. So there were things like that I was like, oh, you could easily Accomplish that at home.
0: And I feel like women could shoot occasionally. I don't feel like it was... Yeah,
2: you could just be like, I want to go on the hunting trip. For me, I would change Ralston's character in that I was never like totally sold that he was in love with her i wanted him to notice more like how beautiful she is it really bothered me that in the beginning he really did think she was just a plain jane and it felt like oh she played hard to get so that's what made him like her and so i was like is he going to love her when she's no longer like when her newness has worn off i wasn't totally convinced on ralston in like him being totally absolutely in love with her. I do think he did love her, but there's just some, there was some kind of disconnect with him, like for with him for me. Like I just wasn't totally sold on him. I
1: didn't understand, I didn't catch his whole plot about his mother not having Mm -hmm. that connection with his mother and not wanting to be his father not wanting to just fall in love with someone and then have your heart broken and that's why he was so against love I got that but then at the end there was just like so much on that placed on that and I Mm -hmm. I was like wait a second this is there there was enough build up in that for me like I needed him to I needed to see his trauma a little bit more other than just I'm pissed at my mom Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I could agree I do when I did like Benedict or Dickie being Lucy I don't know why maybe it was just
2: yeah it didn't bother me that he I was like yeah you punched him and then he's like helping him fix the situation I think it for me if that was a
1: today's world I'd be fine with it, but just knowing the world that we were reading in, I didn't see that as a
0: realistic thing. So you're coming at, at it from a, the artistry. Like, yeah, yeah the from, the,
1: from that. If it was a modern-day contemporary romance and that was a brother's reaction, 100%. Uh, I
0: guess I saw it more, like he was almost comedic. Relief <laughs> like really, at comedic really I like
2: that. Oh, I thought of something. The mom in the book, Callie's mom, in oh, the, the beginning, her. they were like, oh, she's crazy. She wants to throw this big wedding. And then you don't hear from her at all she's literally non-existent and then all of a sudden she's like oh I want to throw a big wedding again and you're like what the fuck is she doing in this book
0: I think she's part of the reason Calpurnia is down on herself that's
2: what they talk about but then you don't see her at all you don't see their relationship at all why Callie has become this wallflower which is almost directly related like I wanted more from that like either commit to the mom being like a big huge reason and then you would see her in the story like I just kept waiting for okay when is the mom coming, like we talked about her, and then we're just going to totally forget everything. I can understand
0: that. Yeah. What was the smuttiest part of this book for you? I had two
1: that oh, I really ahead. liked. I love their sex scene, like their first true sex scene, but there was one part of the book that I really liked, and it was when they were in, I guess, his office and they had the spat with the dance instructor. Yes. That scene, because they technically did not have sex. It was just like he, he went down on her, he mm-hmm. ate her out. So technically it wasn't any type of penis and vagina or whatever but in the referencing after that they referred to it as sex she referred to that as sex and I, I thought that was very progressive for thinking and I was like oh I like that like you don't it doesn't have to be penis and vagina to be sex but I really liked that scene when he ate her out oh my god like in the chair and knowing that there were other people in the house but then
2: when they had sex for the first time oh, I yeah
0: they say, come over here
2: I liked in a lot of the smut scenes i liked that it was just her getting stuff and that oh yeah mr womanizer player keeps a mistress was like going without like not getting mm-hmm. mutual gratification i did enjoy that i will say i really liked the when they were in the carriage me too and he was all over her uh huh. and her he boobs. was like kind of pushing her boundaries and she's oh my gosh i don't know what is going on? look what's happening
1: there were a few scenes where he almost pushed it in a for me. I, think so, I agree. Too. But yeah, I agree. this book
0: was written in 2010. It was before Me Too. Right, mm-hmm. right.
1: There, were, there was one scene, and I, I'm going to try to find it, where she she said no I remember that and then he was like you could you're fine you're fine your body wants it your body yeah Yeah. something like that and I was like oh she just literally said no so I did not like that but I do love like when she had her first orgasm I just found it in the book he tells her let go my lovely I will catch you when you fall and he says Mm -hmm. all these like sweet romantic Mm -hmm. things he knows it's her first time and she's not although she's played with herself as she said yeah. multiple times it's it is different when you're mm-hmm. doing it to yourself versus someone else doing it to you yeah and i love how he was so careful with her and just you can do this did you have
2: a scene Ashley?
0: i do have a scene okay there. go for your and scene i will and agree then it was the carriage for me yeah tell us about it something about that she she had gone to the tavern to drink mm-hmm. scotch that night in a like a disguised as like a lower class person And he followed her because he had a sense that something Mm wasn't right. He goes and sees her there. Then he ends up having to take her home. But in the carriage, he pulls her onto his lap and he's kissing her. And he basically, without her, how do you say it? Her bodice comes free. Everything comes free. Yeah, he does. He's very slick about it. I thought that was
2: like very, oh, wow. Like I was surprised she didn't freak out about that. Not when he unwrapped. The binding? No, no, that no. was when he undid like her strings of her ah, bodice, okay, and her boobs okay. popped
0: out. Her mm-hmm. boobs popped out in a carriage, and the carriage is probably bouncing, <laughs> jiggling. She's on his lap, and he starts touching them, and she's oh, she's yeah. gasping because she's obviously a boob woman. There's a lot of boob play. There is, mm-hmm. but laving of the boobs. yeah a lot of turgid peaks. <laughs> 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 Turgid Peaks. And what is-
2: this is the first book
1: that
0: I have read that phrase. Turgid mm-hmm. Peaks. She's sitting on his lap and she notices that once she kind of moved against his hardness that it caused him to have a reaction. Mm-hmm. And so she does it again to him. She says she shifted in his lap at the sensation and he let out a low hiss. And then he said, his voice rough, it's a dangerous game you play. And I am a formidable opponent. And then that's when he sets his lip for her breath. And brings out a whole different reaction, and lots, lots of moaning. Lots of moaning. I just liked his wording there. So
1: my question is, how far away is the person who's driving the carriage? Not very, because <laughs>
0: they can hear all of this, right? Well, maybe the clap, clap, yeah, clap, maybe clap, clap, clap. it's loud. There's, ho- I mean, if you think about it, there's horses and the wheels. on and the And
2: this sounds bad, but like those people are paid
0: to to so just not to this. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure that still happens in limos all yeah. the time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But that was my favorite. And I do like when they actually have intercourse. But it's thrown off for me by the reaction afterwards. I'm disappointed. Yeah, very disappointed in his reaction afterwards. Yeah. It was great. And I like that he took his time with her. But I also like it when he sees the note. He finally looks at her list. Yes. And it says it says ride astride, and he was like, "This morning you're gonna ride." Astride. I did like that, yeah. And he said basically said because I didn't in. see that coming. I don't know why I just didn't. No, that wasn't that shock. together. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh okay, <laughs> I like those. They're not married yet, but they've just agreed to get married. She says she would like that very much. He says I think it's time you try riding astride, and she says you can't mean. And she paused as his hands lifted her into a seated position, cupping her breasts and rubbing his thumbs across. Across her fast hardened nipples oh but i do indeed mean empress mm. i did
2: like empress i did i lo- i loved that name for her a lot because
0: her name like calpurnia is, is an empress from the is play Caesar. empress yeah yeah. Caesar. yeah yeah yeah
2: so i did really like because i always feel like people always go for they always say like princess and baby doll and stuff like that and i but i liked that he called her
0: empress it was different i feel like ally would never fit in my relationship, <laughs> Michael has called me princess the moment we started dating, and he has never stopped.
1: Martin just rolls his eyes and goes, Ugh, and not in a good way. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Ashley is the princess. I'm a little princess. Again, would- you and Michael are fucking adorable. I hate yeah.
0: you. You guys are just cute.
1: Adorable.
0: I want to be worldly. I want to be sexy. Yeah. Sexy, baby.
2: I w- going back to the Hedges When they met 10 years prior, I really wanted him, when she finally said 10 years later, we met before, I wanted him to be like, yes, you were that beautiful wallflower that I couldn't figure out why no one was talking. I wanted him to say something like, I saw your beauty then mm-hmm. and I remembered it. The fact that he doesn't he remember, don't remember that
0: pissed me off. That's what I would change about the yeah, book. Yeah, if I were for to me change too. Anything about the book. What was the funniest part of this book for you? Other than Benedict's name. Other
2: <laughs> than Benedict's name.
0: Oh, I think one of my...
2: things that I thought was funny was when she sneaks into the tavern Mm -hmm. her lying so badly about going to the tavern and then being there and him just watching her I thought that was really cute and him being like what is she doing in here and then when she orders it like orders the scotch like so naturally he's what is happening i just thought that was cute that is really i don't cute. know if that was if i thought it was funny but i did really enjoy that whole scene
0: i was proud of calpurnia yeah for doing all these things give me a kiss do you, kiss to our a to do you want to kiss me, audience welcome to the podcast martin is coming in <laughs> we yeah. can do play by things. play up on the forehead <laughs> on the up no, uh, on uh, the lips <laughs> he scores
1: martin's going to go hang out with actually an ally's husband
0: <laughs> good luck Good luck. Marco from (laughs) Trapoya.
1: Good luck. Funny. I don't know if I would. I feel like her younger sister and Juliana, (laughs) like the way Juliana was confused about words and some of the French words versus versus English words and how she mixed up things. so They'd have to be like, no, that's not what we mean. I did think that was funny. I did laugh at a few of those parts. And then the two of them together. So I can see Juliana and Mariana being like best Mm friends for the rest of their life. For sure. Like they are the same person basically in in two different people. And I can just see them being the
0: best of friends. I do not think Mariana would tell off a dance instructor. She's got too many She does talk about how I'm going to be a duchess I'm gonna be a duchess. Yeah, she's I'm pretty gonna be a duchess. Like, I can do whatever the I fuck that word I want. <laughs> That's kind of how she goes about it, and she reveals that they've already. Doesn't she reveal that they've? It seems not like had they've sex, done, but they've stuff. done some stuff. Okay, because he's
2: like snuck into the house. She heard them when they called her passive. They heard her. She they heard were doing stuff together in the hallway. she's just like, no, not yet, not yet. Did anyone? This may be just me.
1: Did anyone for a moment? Okay, so I love. Was it Rivington? I loved that they were so cute together, and I loved them. But there was a moment where I thought, oh shit. He's gonna cheat on her with Juliana.
2: I didn't think it was gonna go that way, but I was like, "Oh, are we setting up Mariana's heartbreak right. in some way?" I didn't think it was gonna be with Juliana. Think, I, I was, like, because like, is she gonna get a book or something? Yeah.
0: Um, I didn't see that. That didn't. Occur
1: I to think me. it was because they were too cute and perfect mm-hmm. in the beginning, and I was like, oh, "They love each other. It's not like a. It's like a real love match. We almost. just assume the
0: worst of men. Exactly. And that's, fair. that's true. I think that's totally fair. The funniest part for me was when he got shot. <laughs> Was like, ha, 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 she got them shot. He deserves it. He deserves it for calling but that him plain hand. and mulish. And then he's like, well, we're here, and this guy's pulling this bullet out of me in the middle Which of the Which was field. so unrealistic. He's like, ugh, get her a gun <laughs> so she can shoot a pistol and cross it off her <laughs> list. We're done with this fucking
2: list. Like, there aren't done. guns, like, everywhere, like, readily available at any time. They were had just had a duel, so I. I know, but he's. I'm like, could be any other time. She literally shoot a gun. She could have already shot shot a fucking gun.
0: But I just thought he was so funny because he was
1: like, in pain. I'm done with this fucking list. My as a medical person, my brain was like, somebody's got to have scotch or whiskey on them. Someone pour alcohol on the wound. It's gonna
0: get infected. Come on. And the doctor's like, I do this all the time. And it's just like it off. And I'm like, this is not realistic. This man is going to get sepsis. That's what I was worried about, but he doesn't.
2: I was just listening to, I, was, I had the Hamilton, the 10 Rules of a Duel song
0: Ooh. stuck in my head. Da, da, da. We can't sing it because mm. we're in trouble. Like, but that just shirt, imagine did
1: Hamilton. Just imagine us singing it. <laughs> oh. Da, da, da. Fuck
2: Mary Kill off. Kill
0: off because it's a book. So. Kill off.
2: Oxfart. Kill
1: all fox fart I
2: kind of want to fuck Benedict. I want to fuck Nick, the brother, because <gasps> oh, he's got the yes, good scar no, and he seems no, funnier Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah he's yeah. the next book i think i like him nick more is? than ralston
0: i just started it and i like it a lot i like the female main character in the mm. book a lot
1: fuck nick mary ralston
2: oh wait
0: maybe wait I wanna,
1: could we flip it around can we flip me. it around
2: though this game always confuses me because we can like, have three separate answers i want to kill but then there's fucking and then there's marrying but i feel like people always play like they want to marry somebody but i'm like that's the person that you're fucking for the rest of your life technically so is it like should i just want to fuck ralston and then marry nick, nick because yeah. then i can fuck him anytime i want yeah that's, that's yeah, I how i want to play it okay yeah i would, I would like that that's and then
1: I, to kill is, for me is either oxfart or the mother the mother yeah, she just annoys me
2: she I just like her. i feel like she was not essential to the story no, in any way i don't like her at all i, I,
0: I wonder if benedict is he's not okay I know. yes I want him to be gay. I want him to be gay, too. How do you know he's not? Well, she asks a question. Why don't you think he has it? At the end of the book, she has a book discussion. She goes, why do you think he doesn't have his own story? And I'm like, Mm. is he gay? So we don't know. We don't know. I wanted there to be a gay Regency romance. I would love Benedict to have a story, but he does not. So is it just Nick and then Juliana? Yes, I think so. Okay. I think in this series, there's only three books. So
2: just the siblings, those siblings.
0: But I would want, oh. I would kill Oxfart, whose name is Oxford, by the way. Oxfart, kill him. Ooh, no. I might want to kill Ralston. Oh. I, I could also maybe kill Ralston. I'd for <gasps> sure. I think you I'd could. kill Ralston. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to fuck Benedict, and I'm a to marry Nick. I like it. I can see it.
2: That's how I feel. I don't want to fuck Benedict. Benedict at all. He doesn't appeal to me at all. I thought he was funny.
0: Yeah,
1: I
2: would agree with that. I think he's funny. I thought he was funny, but not in a sexual way at all. Like, none of it was like, oh, he's
0: sexy. His name's Benedict, and I just. Yeah, I think
2: maybe that was like, maybe I have to kill him. Turn off. Just
0: because of the Benedict. Benedict. I might could do that, too. But I don't want to kill him because he's the comedic relief.
2: I feel like Nick is pretty funny, so. Nick is funny. We could just let him be funny. But
0: for some reason, I really want to kill Ralston.
2: Oh, I definitely, I could, I'd probably kill Ralston before I killed Oxford.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, no. Hannah's like, absolutely Mm -mm. not. I really want to kill him.
1: But you know who we could add to the fuck
0: list? Who? Nostalgia. I, she
1: would not be a, any type of anything after but come on she's got to be a good light right
2: i did like how they didn't make her a evil bitch at the yeah. end no and you were like oh yeah they she does something evil to callie can't, really liked I that she didn't we, become like the evil woman right? i
1: can't stand when we bait two women against each yeah. other we'll
2: be honest this is something bad about me is sometimes i do like it in a story you do sometimes i do yeah that's okay it you does sometimes like it.
0: make for a good story yeah
2: i like it when it adds to the story obviously but i did in this certain instance i liked that they didn't make her the evil one
0: i want us to count how many books about rich people have we read now <laughs> <laughs> okay how let many episodes get, have we done let me <laughs> get our spreadsheet we, we have done seven episodes
1: okay ice planet barbarians yay or nay nay nay, nay. it happened one summer yay yes the Never King.
0: Pete Pan. Peter Pan. Pan. I feel like
1: he's rich in but that I, world, but not... She's definitely not. She's poor. Very poor.
2: That's a 0. 0.5. Okay. 1.5. Okay. Praise. Definitely rich. Get a life, Chloe Brown. Rich.
1: Nine rules to break when romancing a rape. All those people are rich. And then... Ice out. We can't say...
0: this. Ice out is going to come before this one. Okay.
1: I, yes, and iced out. So that's 6.5. 6. Out of 7.
0: Fuck these rich people.
1: So basically just ice white <laughs> barbarians. <laughs> ice i The only barbarians. one that we haven't. The, <laughs> the alien
0: one. Alien. <laughs> <laughs> They're struggling to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all these books about rich uh. people?
2: because it's easier to write it's, their stories
0: it's
1: fantasy you want something yeah. you don't have yeah you wanna uh, read about? You don't want to read about the stress of having to pay your mortgage uh
0: can an alien have stress about paying his mortgage that would i would read that the
2: spaceship i would read that yeah spaceships do have to be expensive they gotta be expensive right yeah what's I the price so. tag on one of those yeah. ask elon musk oh. trust him uh.
0: vomit <clears throat> in my mouth uh, what character would you want to have dinner with? Juliana. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say,
2: it probably she wouldn't would be, be in Ralston or no. Callie. She'd be fun. Yeah. I would want to have a conversation. I know I keep saying him, but with Nick. Like he's traveling really like Nick. And he collects art and stuff. I think I would, he would be the most entertaining. Does your boob hurt?
0: They just got feeling weird. I'm about to start.
1: We are getting a sideshow. I feel like I just let
0: down or something. She's feeling herself
1: up right now. (laughs) thinking about some babies.
0: Oh my God. No babies
1: in this house. No more babies in this
2: house.
0: I think I'd want to have a conversation with Nick too. Or go to dinner with Nick. What would be on your list of rules to break? Mm -mm. Am I living in that time or right now? Right now. Right now.
1: Just one thing. So as an adult... There aren't very many like unless we're talking about illegal things. But morally, I would love to go to a strip club and like dance. Not at not as a stripper, but maybe you go to dance. I would love that. I would like that too. I would, just like it as a fun maybe get pulled up on stage and dance, mm. not sexually with the woman, but just have a fun put on a show for my husband and just be
2: fun and whatnot. It's and maybe done. other people. Who That'd knows? Be good. That's a good one.
0: I want to go and I want to go to a male one like Chippendales like Chip no. the Magic Mike show, the Magic Mike. And throw money. I just want to act stupid. I was gonna say, Michael would never ever let me do that. He'd oh, be really? like, no. Mm-hmm. We well, might.
1: I don't know. Martin would just be like, don't spend too much money. <laughs> yeah, that would probably won't.
0: he you keep it under 100. I'd have to ask Michael. I don't know if he would. I would like to do that just to go be stupid and throw money. Because men visually do nothing for me. Just up there, just a random person. Yeah, just I wouldn't do, do anything, anything for me yeah. at all. But it would be fun. And I would I'd like to go up there and do a lap dance on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I would be fun. I would like that, yeah. That would be hilarious. And I want it. So what I wanted to do for my 32nd birthday was to have a stripper come. To be bad You want I, that part of it I wanted it to be bad okay. I wanted to have people over And not tell them What I was doing <laughs> And then have a like stripper Like your book club Like my book club But I want to invite Like family over Like women Just women in my family <laughs> People I love Near and dear to my heart And then surprise them With the stripper And tell him like, not send them all to hell You can't like Be naked dude But I really want you to Have fun with make, this Please
2: make it happen Make people uncomfortable
0: My mother really wanted me To do it <laughs> <laughs> do it, and I might need to do it. That's what I. That's the rule I want to break. Okay, I want to have a stripper at my birthday, and I want to freak people out by not telling them he's coming. What would you do? I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I haven't had time
2: to repair but I think I would want to commit the perfect crime. I think oh, I, I would. And no, you could get away with it. Yeah, <gasps> but like in a very vigilante way, um, not in like, like just an vigilante innocent person. shit by Taylor Swift. I'm yes. sorry I had
0: to bring up. <laughs> I, would, I would do it with you. That's something you would?
2: That would be good for you. It that would be, be a big mm-hmm. rule for you. Yeah. Because I wouldn't say it's necessarily shocking that I would want to do something like
0: that. Oh, no, that's 100%. But I have such bad FOMO that I'd want to do it with you. <laughs> to like not leave. But then
2: I'd be like, Ashley can't come because she wouldn't be able to keep it to herself. Her guilt wouldn't let her. <laughs> I would do it. Oh. I would do it. If I knew we could get away with it, I would do it. Oh, that's the thing. I don't want to get caught. I, think I would want to do some, some kind of like infiltration, double aging kind <laughs> of stuff. Like
1: get into, get into the computer system and erase everyone's student debt.
2: Was, oh, yeah. That's a yeah. 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 Like some kind of like, I have to wear a disguise, put on a character, commit, and trick these people into believing. You could be the person that I'm on the comms with. And then I'd joker you and kill you. Actually, I don't think you could. I couldn't. <laughs> I'd see it coming from a mile off. You would,
0: because <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> God. All right, last question. If you had to spend the rest of your life on a deserted island with one of these characters, who would it be? With just one? With just
2: one. As a straight woman, I think I would choose a man.
0: Yeah. See, I'm not even thinking sexual. I'm trying to survive.
2: Oh, survive. See, survival? I was just thinking I want to survive and get a little something. get a little something, yeah okay that's what if you get pregnant on the island that would suck That'd but suck. Got um, some
0: orgasms hopefully
2: get some orgasms from I, any of them i think that women have been given birth for thousands of years so I that know, doesn't really deter you yeah
0: i have not had good experience so <laughs> it would i was going to say me.
2: for me that would be the one time that the pregnancy went bad <laughs> went but bad. do i if it's right now, I have an IUD, so I wouldn't have to worry about it.
1: There you go. Uh, it's not going to be
2: Rawson.
0: No. no. Not on a dessert. I would island. take Rawson so I could kill him and then eat him.
2: Oh, shit. Mm. That just went a whole different direction. That's what I would do. Cannibalism tends to
0: make you really sick. Oh, it does. Never yeah. mind. Oh, I don't like stomach stuff. Uh, Never it's mind. It's not quite the plan. You, like, you think that I it thought is? it was? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So do you know this because of your vampire tendencies?
2: I just know this because I've seen and watched a lot of things. Cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: jeffrey hammer
1: like i keep going back to juliana because i think she's so fucking fun and if i'm gonna be on a deserted island i want to be with someone who i'm gonna have just fun with but if i want to fuck someone
2: i feel like nick he's he's a, he's world i he's know i wasn't gonna world. say he's gotta be it, able to he's like the most experienced yeah he's the most experienced and he
0: has been in trouble he's been like caught and thrown in jail or something and i over... feel like he'd
1: be the most resourceful mm-hmm. like, we wouldn't yeah. be on
0: the island long uh, so nick is my choice too yeah Nick is my choice. We I really need to read the second book. Yeah, I was to say now like I do. definitely
1: want to read the second book. Oh, this was a one day read for me. Yeah. I read this in Same. one
0: day, and it's not that
1: sh- it's not even a super short book, but it was just so easy to read.
0: Yeah, I think it, I enjoyed it. It was my. I'll remind the readers. It was my first smutty romance that I read that I allowed myself to read. Uh, I actually Googled. So that Smitty, was my question. It,
1: did you pick this out knowing, or was it like? <gasps>
0: I knew. I oh no. I intentionally Googled googled what was the best smutty regency i could read and that was it like w- one of the top ones
1: so now that we've gone through the book ladies what vibrator setting would you say is this book cool? is it one it's a one two, for me Three.
0: it has a lot of stuff in it it does like yeah. consecutively i'm like a 1.5 okay yeah i would agree with a 1.5 we round up okay so a two then kind kind of ish yeah, it's, the sex is very plain. There's nothing, ex- go to a
1: one, there's nothing super exciting. It's just sex. So, yeah.
0: it would be like a. <sighs>
1: It's nice. Just it's just enough to get you introduced into the smut world.
0: Yay! Go Ashley. (laughs) Next week we will be discussing Shifter God by Meg Zemey. And Allie will be leading that discussion.
2: And thanks for listening to this episode of the Rainy Day SMUT Brigade. This show was Produced by Allie, Ashley, and Hannah. You can follow us on Instagram and our website, therainydayssmutbrigade.com. If you visit there, you can learn more about us or buy some Smut Brigade merch. You can email us with any questions or book recommendations at therainydaysmutbrigade at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us a high rating on your podcast platforms and share with your friends as this promotes us and it really helps us out now we are going about on a stroll to see what the town is up to until next week
0: lovely toodles oh.